G'day community, welcome to the Jock Runnels, oh, the Jock Runnels Supercoach Podcast. I'm Lack Dog. I'm joined by Damon Patch, and this is part two of our AFL draft review, where we're taking a look at every player that was drafted in the most recent rookie national and preseason drafts, and whether we think they will feature in 2022 for your Supercoach teams. Damo, how are you? I'm good. For a second there, I thought you were going to say AFL meat draft. <laughs> I mean, they're drafting meat. It's I mean, body. really? You tell me what the difference is, Patch. Welcome. You tell me what the difference is between the AFL draft and choosing which bull you're going to buy at the, you know, those country meets where they buy stock. It's literally the same thing. They may as well be. They may as well be. Um, yeah, today today's episode, I mean, our last episode, for those that are listening straight on, um, was brought to us by Frozen Drinks at a, at a at Hungry Jack's. Other outlets are available. Today's episode, bought by Zooper Doopers, which I picked up literally in the 30 seconds between joining recordings, because it is summer, and uh, they are the taste of summer. So I currently have a red one in my hand, and uh, if you hear a through the pot, that is me just going ham at it, and I apologize. No, I actually wow. had a super duper, a super duper earlier today, Patch. Oof, and best of both life. worlds, I had a sour one, a sour apple oh, flavor, and no. it was a delish. Not a fan of the sour ones, but each to their own. I'm not going to judge. Um, so we're going to go through and pick our super players um, <laughs> for for 2022. Didn't we do that? Didn't we do that once one year where we yeah, dedicated that... like a super player of the week or something? I don't know. I don't know. It's, there were Zupa goals in AFLX. May it rest in peace. Um, you know, I, I know. Don't know. I know. We've already off topic. We've done like six hundred episodes or something of this show since we took. Have it over. we? It's like it's between four hundred and six hundred. It's insane. Is that including uh, the excellent BBL content? That, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. That is including the excellent BBL content. Demo. Add him to your Super Coach BBL league uh, by He's adding an expert. An expert. Tamo's an expert. That's the dream, man. You've I'm, made I'm it, Tamo. I've never been an expert. Lex's never been an expert, mate. You, how do you feel being an expert? We haven't actually addressed this really properly with uh, with Lex in the room. I mean, technically, yes, but also, no, I'm not. I, I, mate, it's next to your name. You can't. You are an expert, officially, legally speaking. You are an expert. I need one of those like desk plaques that say like Damo Supercoach Expert. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what, yeah, one of those things you can put on your office door. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we got to get into gear because some people might have just tuned into this and not listened to us yet natter on for an hour before this. Hawthorne Football Club is who we are up to. They took a few picks at the national draft. Yeah. If you are just joining us, go back and listen to part one as well at some stage. It doesn't have to be now, but yeah, we're running through all the clubs. Um, we and hit, halfway that, hit that bell button. Yeah. Is <laughs> so that the dra- future fourth bell button? Yeah, future future fourth. fourth. Ring the bell. They drafted Josh Ward, pick seven, who averaged 133 in his juniors. Sam Butler, who averaged 98. Connor McDonald, who averaged 148. Jai Sarong, who averaged 85. And then in the rookie draft, they took Ned Long for a bit of height, 
who averaged 144 Supercoach points in the NAB League. So let's start with you, Damo. Who from this crop is playing regular season footy for the Hawthorne Football Club next year? Well, if you ask Foz, everyone's playing next year because... (laughs) That, because they just are. But I think realistically, it's it's Josh Ward that will get first crack. I think he's a really like high floor player as well. We talked about it in the last pod, but has high tackle numbers, averaged 4.8 tackles, um, can hit targets inside 50, accumulator, five marks a game. He's got all these hallmarks to me of a guy that can uh, can impact pretty, pretty early. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him averaging... 75 to, to 85 in 2022. Yeah, I, I see him sliding into that like Tom Powell kind of role. Um, very similar, I think. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully we get a, a very good look at him very early on. Now let's look at Sam Butler and Connor McDonald. Both obviously had pretty excellent numbers this year slash last year leading into the draft. Connor McDonald averaging 30 touches, Sam Butler averaging 17 and kicking about both of them kicking about a goal a game demo do either of these guys feature and are either of these guys super coach relevant i think they're a good chance to feature at some stage i don't know if it's round one and i don't know if it's going to be super coach relevant this at least this year uh, sorry next next year yeah it's hard to know i think we what can say time? this year because we're in the season time's nothing and it's time's a flat circle man and Jai Sarong, I'm assuming related to your mate Damo. Yeah, uh, Caleb Sarong's brother, uh, young younger brother, younger taller brother, uh, totally different player to his to to, to Caleb. Your older, fatter son, Jai Sarong. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's uh, yeah, more of a keep forward. So I, I imagine they've drafted him as like a Jack Gunston replacement, but I don't think he plays for a couple of years. Um, just because the Hawks have a lot of tall timber and Sarong is very green. Well, they took another one as well in the rookie draft in Ned Long. Ned Long. Oh. You love this kid. Oh. Averaged 144 across his three NAB League games. Yeah, tall midfielder that can play forward. Um, very much like a Carl Lankford kind of role, which I'd say to avoid calling him Nat Fife and putting pressure on him early. Uh, but kind of that, that taller marking midfielder that you know can play off a half forward flank and can link up. Tackles like a truck, um, was injured through a lot of this year. So only played the three games and obviously COVID did, did him dirty last year. So we didn't play much football in 2019, 2020. What year is it? Time is a flat circle, but I, I really like Ned Long. Don't know if he plays though. Don't know how he fits in. Um, but if he is, oh boy, just try and get him in at some stage. I reckon. Now I've got, I've got a bone to pick with the Hawthorne recruiting team. I know that they really wanted pick 21 from the Dockers that they used to select Matthew Johnson. And they had the pick right before the Dockers to select Jai Sarong. And after they selected him, they had the footage of the Hawthorne war room on the TV and all of them were just cackling. And I've got a feeling (laughs) that they may not actually have any plans with Jai Sarong just yet. They just selected him because the Dockers rejected their offer for pick 21. <laughs> a so. spite pick! The best pick of all! <laughs> Not even a spite beard. A spite pick is just the next level up. That's phenomenal. That's bloody amazing. That's bloody wonder watch. So I think the obvious guy there is the one at the top of the ranks in Ward. Let's 
talk about the Melbourne Demons. The Premiers still managed to come away, apparently, with some really, really good players. Drafted Jacob Van Ruin, Blake House, Taj Woden, and in the rookie draft took Judd McPhee, fantastic name, and Andy Moniz Wakefield. Rugby Union prospect? Rugby League, they posted a, a highlights reel of him playing one of the Northern Codes. Um, that's, you know, they're all the same. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're all the same. Um, Who no, does Damo, get... from your eyes, lining up round one? If none, any. None yeah. of them. I mean, Melbourne's forward line, especially their, especially their key forwards, are about averaging out on about 30. So... Jacob Van Ruyen might force out someone like a Tom McDonald or a Ben Brown at some point, but I don't think we see any of them, at least in the early part of next season. Yeah, they've still got like Adam Tomlinson to come back as well. And I know Blake Howes was super highly rated heading into the draft, but another guy that I just, I just given where Melbourne's list is currently at, I just don't see them cracking in like, Melbourne didn't have to, but they re-signed Michael Hibbert and he's probably going to play for them. And that's sort of where they're at. They can do that. They can play 30 plus year olds. They've got enough mercurial yep. talent already there. Yeah. But I think he's, he could be a chance to break in through the season. Like we saw that with Jake Bowie this year. Um, you know, if there's somebody there that's, that's deserving of the spot, they don't care if they're 30 or if they're 18, they'll give him a crack. Um, so one to keep an eye on there, but I, I don't see any of them lining up round one, as you've said. Taj Woodward, and I don't think... Even if he does line up, he's going to be too super coach relevant for us. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then, yeah, in the rookie draft, I don't, I don't think that we're going to see either of those guys uh, playing footy or senior footy for uh, Melbourne in twenty twenty two. So yeah, you know, this is this is Hawthorne syndrome from all those years ago, where you're a good team and I'm not really interested in talking about you. Yep. Yep, talk to me about the premium options, sure, but you know, talk to me about Luke Jackson till the cows come home, but rookies, eh. Well, now we get to the exciting part, Damo, and North Melbourne obviously had a big impact at the draft, and it all started when, really, when they took Jared Pollock in the rookie draft. Um, I believe he's owed about $800,000, has barely played a game in a couple of years, and he's just, you know... Uh, <laughs> He didn't have a lot of interest from other teams in the offseason, but they got him. They got their man. They kept him. Fantastic story. Delisted on a multi-million dollar contract, left with nowhere to go. Pick one in the rookie draft. Amazing story. And then in the national draft, they picked up, what's his name? Jamara Horn Franklin. That's <laughs> my joke, Damo. That's my joke. <laughs> I've been making that for a week and was just waiting <laughs> to jump in and make it live on air. And you've stolen my joke about the franchise. And I'm just going to sit here very angrily, just sucking on my zooper duper while the two of you talk about good players that I had good jokes about. I'm not going to give you my Josh Goda joke anymore. Um, it's not worth it. Just going to sit here angrily and just. <laughs> well, Damo, obviously they took, their man, Jason Horn Francis, who's projected to be about $270,000 or $207,000. Uh, he had five tons in 20 games in the Sandfall 
He had a 160, a 150, a 122, a 102, and a 102. The kid is supposed to be the next greatest footballer of all time, Damo. Is it as simple as lock him in now? And the greatest thing of all with him is there's a chance that he's dual position. Please, God, super coach gods, give him forward eligibility. I think I think it's more likely than not that he's mid-forward. I'd, actually, I'd be shocked if he wasn't forward eligible. I watched him in the Sandful finals, and he spent a lot of time in there for in the in the forward line. So, I think I think we're going to get what we ask for. I think it's going to be an awesome Christmas present. That's amazing. I don't think we even need to spend that much time on him. Like, you're going to pick him, you're going to pick Dacos, and then it's just a matter of filling out the rest. Are any of these guys filloutable? Filloutable in Josh Goda. Paul Curtis, Miller Bergman, or Jackson Archer, who's the father-son pick. They took it pick 64. Josh Goda might be pickable, but he's also, he's, he's got quite a large frame, but not a lot of meat on it. So same sort of story that we talked about with Mitch Nevitt at Geelong. Uh, I think it, he might get his opportunity at some point and he might become someone who can impact the contents once, once he adjusts to the level, but at the moment, I think he's probably a f- behind a few. Uh, yeah, it dep- depends on where they play him because they've, they've talked about him off a half-back flank and he played a little bit of that in NAB League before transitioning to an inside midfielder. Obviously won't be an infi- inside midfielder at North considering they've got a bunch of them ahead of him already and he doesn't have that frame on him. But if they play him off half-back or on a wing, maybe we get a look in. Um, and being tall, I think he's good athletic profile, can take a good mark as well. So maybe, maybe we look at him, but it's a... A case of it's too early to tell for my liking for the GOTA. <laughs> well, <they're, laughs> what, a, what a gag. <laughs> See, <laughs> I can make jokes too, guys. I mean, there will be holes in their defense as well that need to be filled. Tarrant moved on. Um, and I don't feel like they really addressed it outside of bringing GOTA in. So maybe he does have a crack at being like a third, third tall type setup in defense. It's, I agree. It's really hard to see. Hmm. Demo, Paul Curtis... Miller Bergman, Jackson Archer, any supercoach relevance for us? Not not for next season, no. Paul Curtis um, feels like one of those guys who's going to sit on the list, we're going to forget about, and then in like two years' time, he's going to be 120K. He's going to come in and straight up just average like 75 points a game. I, mean, I love North, that. North, North are good at doing that too. Yeah, they are. They, uh, they're very good because all of their players are young. Uh, they, really, really old. There's no in-between. Similarly, uh, wasn't drafted in most recent draft, but a rookie that they haven't debuted mm-hmm. yet to to keep a lookout for at North Melbourne is Patrick Walker. Um, he was talked about a lot to, by David Noble quite highly towards the end of last season. It's just never... He, ne- he But he just couldn't quite force himself in with the fact that the VFL wasn't going on and they were having to pick players based on scratch match form. And I think yeah. the, there was a week or two they were going to name him and he did his ankle or something at training the week, like the week that they were going to pick him as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, round 22 debut is terrible for Supercoach. So while it's not good for him, it could well be a blessing in disguise for us to see him lining up on a wing or or off a, off a back flank. Let's talk the mighty power because they're an interesting one where they're, they're trying to compete. They've bought in you know, a range of players over the last couple of years, but we still do see them give some games to 
to the younger players. We it's saw uh, the greatest really mullet of all it. time, Lockie Jones, on the field oh. last week, oh. last year. Oh. Incredible. And it was only injury that really kept him out of that side more than yeah, anything exactly. else. They played um, uh, Bergman as well. They did play Bergman in, in a couple of different spots too, not the, the small forward role that he... He was drafted for, and, you know, obviously we know Dersma Butters and Rosie were all given a very good crack at it on account of them being very good footballers. So, so they're, they're normally um, a pretty good club for us in terms of super coach rookies. They so, are, and they are sin it to win it this year. <laughs> they did. They took Josh Sin with pick 12. They took Wolverine himself, Hugh Jackson, at pick 55. Dante Vicentini? Vicentini? Vestantini, uh, it's a Petrocelli's yeah, cousin. Yeah, they're, yep, I knew we were going to do that. Jason Burgoyne, Burgoyne at 65, and then they rookie listed Trent Dumont and Sam Mays. Let's start with the younger guys. Josh Sin, they've invested a high pick into him. Traded so up coach wise, is he playing for us? I think he is. They traded up, they traded out a future second to get ahead of Essendon to, to nab him. Um, and you know, you don't do that unless you're very confident the guy can, can do a lot of footy for you and probably pretty early, like you don't do that for a, a longer term project player. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there. Maybe not round one, but at some stage and he, he plays a reasonably super coach friendly game. So I'd, yeah, he's certainly one I'd be looking at as a, as a defense, defense mid option, maybe, um, definitely defense eligible. I think I'm in two camps about this. I think he either doesn't play and Ken Hinckley waits for someone like Dan Houston to, you know, not play his role or he plays ahead of Dan Houston and they're sort of fighting for that same position. Kind of reminds me, not not the style of player, but when you invest in that sort of guy and you, you trade into that first round or trade up in that first round, it... It almost feels like you're uh, obliged to play them. Like the Blues did it a few years ago with Liam Stocker and he got a few games early and then went disappeared and we never saw him uh, until 2021. But then also last year, Max Holmes, Geelong traded back into, into the first round to get him and then did give him opportunities. So my gut says they do give Josh Sin some opportunities to play to play footy. What about Hugh Jackson, who had a really good, uh, a really good year, averaging 126 across his 16 games in the sample under 18s? Is he a chance, Damo? Or- um, probably not. Can we call him the Wolverine because he's like one letter off being Hugh Jackman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can call him that. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he plays early. But Ken Hinckley is good at giving the kids a run and. And what's his mantra? If you if you're good enough, then you play. He does weigh about six kilos. This kid, though. Yeah, I, th- I think there are a few knocks in him as well in terms of his kicking is not quite up to scratch, and he, he doesn't have a right foot um, from from the draft profiles I was trawling through. Because yeah, his super coach numbers are fantastic at under 18s level. I think there'd be a little bit they want to work on him with uh, work with him on uh, before he gets a run in the seniors. But yeah, when he does, watch out. Vicentini was taken. I don't think he's got super coach relevance for us. What about Damo? Do you have Jace Burgoyne in the picture at all? No, not at all. Okay. You could I have know that the, the Fox Footy article had him as a smoky to play round one. 
I reckon Peter Burgoyne could be a smoky to play round one. God, he looked good at the media opportunities <laughs> during the week. He looks fitter than he was when he retired. Trent Dumont and Sam Mays got rookie listed. I don't think there's any super coach relevance there. Sam Mays will us. play. This, this just in, on the back of Patch's comments, uh, Geelong has just signed <laughs> Peter Borgoyne <laughs> as a SSP. Oh, goodness. I mean, if you could do that and then that would get uh, Sean Burgoyne to your club, God, you'd consider it. But um, Well, unfortunately... Yeah. The stupid rules you have to have nominated for the draft to sign in the SSP. Even I'm sure it you should can. just be anyone that's previously. Imagine, like, imagine. Like, dog, tangent time. <laughs> imagine. Imagine if you, all you have to do is have nominated for the draft and you're just eligible once and you're eligible forever. And we get to the SSP and all of a sudden, like, Jimmy Bartell storms out. Storms out of the change Oh, my God, that's the Jimmy Bartell music. <laughs> oh, my God, that's Jimmy Bartell. Alex Rance. Alex Rance running around at Essendon. Like, it would be amazing. It would be, oh. Anyway, anyway, but no, the AFL would never do something that no. sensible. No, it would be too fun. Let's talk Richmond. Speaking of fun. They're the winners of the draft. Yay. They took Josh Gibkiss, Tom Brown, Tyler Sonzi, Sam Banks, Judson Clark, and then I believe they re-rookied Biggie Nuon in the rookie draft. All of these are names that I heard coming into the draft, gentlemen. All of these, I've been told, should have been top five picks. Um, But as we mentioned in the last podcast, Richmond fans can't really take everything they say uh, on face value. Who do we like and who do we think is playing for Richmond in 2022 that we can select in our Supercoach teams? I think Tyler Sonzi is probably the most likely to play early out of everyone. I think Josh Gibkiss fills a need for them, and he he was someone who they had to take at their pick. I think Tom Brown is sort of in a similar vein, but I think Tyler Sonzi is the most ready player that they selected. So Sonzi averaged 23 touches in the NAB League. He averaged 2.2 tackles, four inside 50s, two rebound 50s, and 104 super coach points. Certainly reads very nicely. Gibkiss, I mean, there's a few factors. He's a tall defender, probably not going to score for us. And they also brought in Robbie Tarrant, who is going to get first crack in that defensive lineup. Also, what a dreamboat Robbie Tarrant is looking at those preseason training photos. He's uh, a beautiful, beautiful human Goodness being. Goodness me. What a jawline. The one thing that I loved about the Robbie Tarrant f- photo was even North Melbourne fans were, were, <laughs> were looking at these photos and going, I hate how good he looks in the Richmond kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you could put a potato sack on him and he'd look incredible. Which um, is the, that's the Guernsey for your fantasy team, isn't it? It is. It is a potato sack for the, the for, for Patches potatoes. Um, and, uh, yeah, Alex Trance will look good in it when I draft him straight in when he comes out of retirement <laughs> in, the SSP. in the SSP. It's going to be fantastic. So I think Richmond, yeah, I don't think outside of Josh Sin, we've got a heap of super coach relevance at least to start one, the year off. Sin, Sin, one thing Richmond, I love. That's, that's, that's big and, and a bit of a change. Sonzi. Um, oh, sorry, Sin, yeah. Sonzi. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Brown or Banks at some stage, but yeah, not to start, I don't think. The one thing I loved about Richmond's draft night, especially on the first night, was 
Josh Gibkiss had just been drafted and he called Tom Brown to welcome him to the club. Did he? As That's in cool. Tom I'd... Brown the reporter or? No, Tom Brown <laughs> the, the footballer. Actually, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that that is cool and neat. I love that. Like the the Bombers boys, there are five of them that waltzed up to welcome Hobbs. Like all of that stuff is just so good. So good. It's good for footy boys. Good for footy. Good content. Good for the right. fans. Speaking of good content, well, maybe this isn't good content. We're going to talk about St. Kilda. <laughs> Got him. They took Nazaya Wanganin, Malera at pick 11, Machido Owens at 33, Marcus Windiger at 47, Oscar Adams at 51. They didn't have a pick in the PSD. And at the rookie list, they took only a couple of cat Bs. They took Jack Paris, son of uh, Nova Paris, mm-hmm. and yep. Josiah Kyle. Who's relevant? Is it Wanganin Malera? And is he going to score on a wing for St. Kilda? No, I think he's too slight to play AFL football straight away. Although he mm-hmm. did play for Glenelg in the Sandful late in the year, but he is quite a slight lad. Um, I actually think Marcus Windhag is a good chance to play early, maybe even round one, because there was a game that he played, which was actually closed off to recruiters. And I heard about them talk about this on draft night, where he had something like, 30 disposals and kicked six goals or something. Or something. What level was Was that like a nab or like a practice game? Or It a... was, um, it was state representative football, but not, but as it, but for, uh, he, but for his high school. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, so, so it was like state level, but where he played against other high schools in the same district. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So um, what is he a bit of a forward midfield hybrid? Yeah, a bit of bit of a mid forward. Yeah, yeah, small, small average sixty seven in his four nav league games. But I think isn't he coming off a back injury and a knee yeah. injury? And so yeah, he had, he had to have back surgery, and I think the year before he had done his ACL. Yeah, so he's very injury prone. I yeah, depends on how much. Like they still don't know how long he'll be out for with that back. Um, so yeah, it's hard to say if he'd be ready to go for for round one or round one, ready to go for the preseason. Owens, I don't know a lot about where he's at. He's grown a lot late, which you know, if it's anything like, but not that I grew fifteen centimeters in a year, but I had a growth spurt, which turned me into the most uncoordinated giraffe in the world, um, which I never grew out of, by the way. But um, yeah, that could be could be interesting for him, and he could take a little while. Wanganin um, Malera, I think, plays. Um, does he score? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Would I mean, only. you know, my, my old adage, it doesn't matter if they score or if they're playing. But uh, well, he'd be at pick 11, he yeah. won't be the cheapest player no. in the uh, the comp. No, 150-odd K-ish demo. Is that about right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it might be. Ugh, it's that awkward price. I don't like it, that price. No, it depends on if there's nothing else, then... We'll happily take him, but I, I think if there are other cheaper options, we'd probably end up going for them. Well, um, as we are, as I've just got to the best bit of a zuper duper where it's all melted and it's just like a an inch and a half of of just liquidy goodness. I'm just going <laughs> to slurp that down while you two talk. Well, I want to talk, talk about Sydney demo because Sydney, I think, has some real, as always, super coach relevance uh, in terms of the rookies they bought in. 
Is this the moment where I can talk about Matthew Roberts? Yes, please. He's so awesome. Yes. Okay. So one thing stood out to me in Sydney's little video that they put up on YouTube. Simon Dalrymple said they had been look they had been watching Matt Roberts for three years. Yeah. Three years. Wow. They had been watching him for three years. And he can play off half forward, can play through the midfield, can play on the wing, can impact the scoreboard. He averaged two hundred and one <laughs> points or something Say it again. like that. Two hundred and one points. Woo! In the sample under eighteens, thirty-two disposals a game, eight tackles. You can't teach yes. that. Yes. And you talk to the Phantom, he adapts to any level he plays at and can impact. Yeah, played a lot of senior footy last year, played a lot of roles in senior footy last year. I've just had that whole red zooper duper and goodness me, I'm high on cordial. And yes, pick him. Yeah, pick I him. I wouldn't be surprised if if uh if he's the pick of the year for us yeah. in Supercoach, if he, he can he, replicate even close to what he's done. Yeah. Into other levels, he I, he's a very exciting player. Errol Goulden levels is is what I'd be hoping for. Might not be realistic, but Damon and I spoke about this that he could well slide into that round one team, and McInerney pushes up into Dawson's role, and then oh, okay. Robert Robert yeah. slides between forward and, and the wing, um, like McInerney did a bit this year. Um, That's very, believe. very so interesting. Maybe we're reading too much into a, maybe. a ninety second video of the club, one of the club's recruiters, but I'm high on red cordial juice, baby. Lock it well, in. Look, they've taken a few players in this draft that, and I've, I liked basically all of them. And I think that's mostly just me trusting Sydney's ability to, yep. to identify talent and then actually play it. We saw uh, Warner and, and, um, Goulden. and Goulden last year. And then even, you know, yeah, Cam- Campbell would have been given a run Campbell, if he hadn't been injured. Yeah. And like they played Logan McDonald, who's an 18-year-old key forward and generally don't get played. And I know he played against men in the waffle the year before he was drafted, but most clubs wouldn't be doing that. Well, let's talk about who they did take this year. And Angus Sheldrick they took with their first pick, which apparently was a, a bit of a surprise. Averaged 26 disposals across nine games in the waffle Colts. Averaged 152 points. Uh, Fantasy Freako tweeted out that he averaged 24 touches and 137 super coach points. So a slight discrepancy there, but either way, those numbers are bloody, bloody tasty. Mm-hmm. And Lake Dog, 4.1 tackles. You can't teach tackles. And then they took Corey Warner, who's um, going to inevitably get compared to his brother, but he's not the same sort of player. Um, Midfield, 182 centimetres, averaged 112 across nine games, 24 disposals per game. Damo, is there a chance that it's not just Matthew Roberts, but it's like two or three of these guys lining up? It could it, it could be all three of these guys that we that we mentioned that line up round one. Who knows? But they ha- they seem to have a pretty settled lineup as the year wore mm. on last, se- last season, whereas going into 2021, there was all those spots available to Braden Campbell and Errol Goulden and, you know, the, those sorts of players. And so I, I think only one or two of them can force their, their way in with Jordan Dawson going and who knows if... George, George Hewitt going as well is another big out. George Hewitt, mm. yeah. Could that so Sheldrick is a like-for-like for Hewitt? I haven't uh, even considered ex- that. Except for the fact that there's about 15 centimetres in height difference. Okay, I, I didn't, yeah. 
that was um, asking, not being like, a, oh, this is a clever question. I, I genuinely don't know. The only thing that about Corey Warner that, I, that I'm worried about, and I don't think it's going to be the case with, with Corey, but who knows? They're talking about the Warner Brothers as be, the Warner Brothers Studios. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a... they're, 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 they're talking about them being the next Selwood Brothers. And as long as Corey Warner isn't Troy, then I think we have a good selection. <laughs> oh, that's good content. That is good content. They also took Lachlan Rankin, who weighs about six kilos. So yep. I don't think we're going to see him in senior level. And they uh, did actually take Lewis Taylor in the they, rookie draft. They did. But the, the rookie selection I'm really excited for is the SSP pickup of Paddy McCartan. <laughs> It's coming. Right. It's, it's all coming, Lake Dog. It's all but done. It's, it's all, all done. it's signed, sealed, and big delivered. watch on this though, actually. Like genuinely, 102k playing as a center half. Well, Don't get too excited, forward. Patch. Could Don't, get too excited. Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. They've only got okay, one spot left. And it's on, his. On on the, on their list. And Angus Anderson was nominated as as an Academy player, and they've got till 4 p.m tomorrow or on 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 monday the 29th to either add angus or go into the preseason with a spare list spot so if angus anderson is added then they can't pick up paddy mccartan angus anderson didn't play a lot of footy this year and they've also drafted a bunch of other inside mids don't you kill this vibe don't you kill this <laughs> red super duper vibe demo it's happening and the excitement may or not may not be linked to the fact that I've held him in a fantasy keeper league for two years for those playing along at home, despite Lech trying questionable to, ethics around <laughs> trying to make it a league, but it's uh, got to happen. It's going that, to happen. That, 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 that's kind of like players. That's kind of like teams selecting players in the rookie draft who have retired for administrative reasons. Yeah. Yep. So they can yep. come and be a coach and a and an ops manager and a. Or like Shane Mumford nominating for the draft, so they can pick him up in case they need him in the mid-season draft. All right, let's talk West Coast. They West took a Coast. few players, a couple of very very interesting super coach players. Campbell Chesser with pick fourteen. Brady, who? My name is what? My name is my name is Slim Brady. Rhett Bazo, Jack Williams, and Greg Clark, who is probably my favourite player in the draft, purely because he's six years older than everyone else in it, let's and I love start, that. Let's start with Clark. Um, also, having a Greg in the AFL, exceptional. It's got good Greg's, for the AFL. Got Ned's. The whole family's along for the ride. But do you reckon? Open question to either of you. Does he play and does he play round one? Yes. Yep. Average 28 disposals, 12 contested, 7 tackles, 5 clearances, 121 super coach points, 114 AFL fantasy points. In the Waffle Grand Final, he had 24 disposals for 181 super coach points. Jepper DT, if everyone in the fantasy game will know who he is, I reached out to him and asked him about. Clark, and he said he's very likely, well, more likely than all the other draftees here to play early. He dominated the waffle. He would have scored over 200 fantasy points and super coach points in a number of occasions. The guy is a beast. Good for football. Good for fantasy football. Just and he'll be good cheap. times all around. Good times all around. Love it. Um, the two bigger players, Rhett Buzzo, incredible name while we're on the topic of Greg um, Rhett, very solid name. Bazo at the end of it. Oh, 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 
It's good. It's good for footy. Um, I don't think either of them play early, though. No, I don't see them breaking in. Um, Rhett Vazzo not playing early. Jack Williams, is he the other tall you were talking about? He is, yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's um, got a lot of work ahead of him despite averaging 143 in the Colts game. I just, like, he, maybe he, he could play as soon as next year with uh, Kennedy retiring, presumably. I, I'm not sure. They've got aging talls at both ends, but I don't think this year's his year, Damo. No, I think they picked Bazo and Williams with a future view. I think with Josh Kennedy probably in his final year and and Jeremy and Jeremy McGovern, I think he turns thirty this next 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 year. Oh, Jack Darling's no spring chicken either. No, he's older than you think. And 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 Jack Darling, who I think is going to be twenty eight or twenty nine or something. I think they've picked up these players so that they've got a seamless sort of transition when it does have to happen and. I don't think either of them play next next season, at, at least by choice. Who knows if they play by force of injury. But, um, yeah, I think those two players give it a miss. And one other thing, just quickly, uh, Brady Hugs, whatever his name is, um, he did play senior waffle football. Oh, did Hal play waffle level? Huh? <laughs> He played um, one game and kicked one goal from 22 disposals. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Hawaii at, uh, at the top level this year, but <laughs> just not to start with. Yeah, Brady Ho, he does only weigh 71 kilos, so he's a light, little, skinny man, but, um, you know, maybe he gets a game towards the end of the season. Campbell Chesser is the one everyone in the world's talking about, boys. Do we? Mm. How do we feel about him? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Campbell Chessboard plays. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a Cheshire Cat joke, but Chessboard's way better. Chessboard is very good. Good content. Um, how good is making fun of names? A lot of fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if they've they've gone pretty early on him, like they could have tried to trade back and and tried to game it that way. But you know, it's a, it's a decent vote of confidence in him. But whether or not he's ready after you know two reasonably injury affected years and very heavily COVID affected years, um, whether or not he's he's able to to slide straight in, I don't know. Um, so kind of watch and see. Um, didn't set the world alight from a a fantasy perspective in. Um, in his junior year this year at, at NAB League level, he averaged the 90-odd, 98. Um, only 1.7 tackles um, and the 20... Oh, sorry, 18 touches. So, yeah, we'll see how he goes. All right, let's push into the Bulldogs for our final team to look at, gentlemen. And they obviously took Sam Darcy after a bid was put on at pick number two. 204 centimeters, average 90. You're going to be very expensive. I don't. I think the most of all for Supercoach, because I think he probably plays, but he's not relevant to does us he, in classic. Does he play? I, I think, think he's gonna, so. I think it's going to be one of those players that Luke Beveridge gets angry at the media at about round 18 because they keep asking, "Where's Sam Duffy?" You reckon? I just see. I think Tim English is going to crack the shits and stop playing. But they've got jo- they've got Josh Shackey, superstar Josh Shackey. Who can play Superstar every position on the ground? Ruckman forward, extraordinaire. Winger. He'll play half Jackie. back for them, um, or on a wing, but because of the salad. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I reckon I don't think we see him this year. 
I don't think he's probably not ready after not playing a lot of footy this year and none at senior level. I th- yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think I think the drafty we do see though is Luke Cleary. Mm, no yeah. Easton Wood and no Lewis Young. They need someone down back playing as that third tall interceptor rebounder hybrid that Easton Wood played. And Luke Cleary is he's nineteen, so he so he's been so he was eligible last year to be picked up as well. He's one hundred and ninety centimeters. He's Got that mature body. He played in the NAB League as an overager, and he averaged 103. So he'll line love, up in the he'll line up in the forward pocket, is what I'm hearing. Yes, correct. I love um, mature ages. Like he's so fucking mature. His body's all. He's got a big body. Like he's 19. <laughs> he's six months older than these other guys, but he's mature. You know, he's just really mature. <laughs> yeah. um, in, in the same vein, I think it'll come down to him or Cody Rack to get the the first shot. Um, Rack was Boom. NGA relevant, uh, NGA eligible last year. Sorry, and they they overlooked him for for Jamara Horn Francis. If I can reclaim the joke, um, <laughs> and... they also took Charlie Parker, Robbie McComb, and as you've said, Cody Rack. Yeah. Uh, well, Cody Rack was a cat B, but those other two were in the rookie. So Cody Rack, Rack, Cody Rack, rack him up. What's uh, what is he? He's the the same as Cleary, that kind of one ninety ish centimeter defender, maybe a little bit taller. One ninety two um, listed at one ninety two. He's listed at yeah. He's kind of that intercepting defender, and one I was kind of half looking at last year, um, but they ended up not picking him up um, just for the lack of of footy. Um, so maybe I don't know. Maybe they they get the crack, but yeah, I think Cleary, as Damos pointed out, is is the one to watch and the one that that is probably first in line, unless. Unless Bevo goes crazy and plays Jack McRae as a third tall defender, or the but they've also got the halfback, or the other one is they've also got Charlie Parker and Robbie McComb as well, who are mature ages, actual mature ages, actual, <laughs> actual mature ages, and um and Charlie Parker is one hundred ninety three centimeters, and oh, okay. but he played mainly forward in the Sandful. That means nothing to Luke Beveridge. Well, Get him and, down back. Bevo does like to play the mature ages. He played uh, Anthony Scott last year. Who was the other guy they played a lot? They grabbed in the SSP. Lucky uh, McNeil. Yeah. I'm not sure what his age was, but I know they were like considered mature ages, right? I, th- I think Lucky McNeil was 21. Yeah, whereas McComb, born in 1995, makes him 26. Turning 27. Turning 27. And Charlie Parker, 1997, so... 24 years old yeah getting picked up at 27 says to me like surely they've got a plan for him similar to connor Mc- or whatever his name was greg mcdowell what's his what's his name <laughs> um garrett mcdonough you mean <laughs> yeah. greg mcdowell it's pretty similar it's, it's similar ish um i mean you'd think so but also i don't know what the West, western bulldogs are doing ever um and i'm not going to try and predict it but in a normal football club yes yes you would think so well, gentlemen, I think that's all of the relevance we're pulling out of the Western Bulldogs, and that brings us to the end of uh, of our assessment. Two-parter. We've looked at both clubs, and considering we cut one of the things I wanted to talk about, I'm glad we did. Indeed. Indeed. We covered it anyway. You were looking to talk about the... the I just um, wanted to talk about Jado Bradner. Jado Bradner. Um, well, do you want to talk about Jado Bradner? Jared Brander, for those playing along at home, he was given a, a Star Wars name by a typo 
um, in a tweet <laughs> somewhere, and we've we've just continued to call him that, like Ganigliog. Um, I mean, yeah, ut- he's, gonna, he's just going to be a utility for GWS. I don't think we've got much super coach relevancy. Uh, there was also the, the list of free agents, Tyson Stengel, we covered. Uh, I think there was a couple others we missed. Hugh Greenwood obviously moved. We haven't talked about him. Do we want to talk about him? I th- well, I, I I think he plays. I think he plays, but... Uh, I think he uh, plays what? more of a Taylor Garner role in the forward line, though. Very niche areas. I don't. I don't know what role Taylor Garner plays in North Melbourne's forward line. But is it a is it a fantasy relevant one? No, probably not. No. Also, his price would be a bit ick. Yeah, coming off an injury. Um, um, someone else picked up as a delisted free agent, although he was delisted eighteen months ago. Is uh, Sam Skinner was picked up mm. by Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. I think he's depth for them though. Potentially. He, Potentially. he he's, he's 198 centimetres and had a very good sandful year. And they aren't they are lacking height in the key defensive department at Port Adelaide. The slander uh, against the Canon McKenzie, and I won't hear it. Oh yes, all of his one ninety one centimetres. And the final one which we haven't covered is Tom Campbell, the oh. great man who gives oh. us all hope was t- picked up by St. Kilda as in, rough yeah. depth. In yeah. what world is Tom Campbell better than Sean McKernan? Oh, actually, no, <laughs> I, hang on. I, I, I've i already answered my own question. Um, um, sh- Tom Tom Campbell doesn't, you know, get a free kick ag- against him just by being th- within three centimetres of the football. <laughs> well, it's three centimetres of the football or another player or of an umpire or of a blade of grass for McKernan. Um but he's he's better than he's better than Paul Hunter, so Saints fans will take it. All right, community. Well, on that wonderful note, we'll wrap this up. Thank you for joining me, gentlemen. Thank you for your insights, Damo. Where can people find you? At Damo SC on Twitter, and you can add me as an expert at Supercoach BBL. You beautiful human being, Patch. Thank you. Thank Talk you, Black Dog. Thank you. Um, always a pleasure to hang out with you two wonderful human beings as well. People can find me on the back porch, uh, sucking on the refreshing taste of a Zupa Duper. The Jock Reynolds podcast this week, sponsored by Zupa Dupers. And I'm Black Dog. You can find me at Black Dog, L E K D O G, on Twitter. Catch you later, community. See ya.